1: Hey everyone and welcome to this episode of Simple Politics Podcast. I'm your host and political apprentice, Kobe Omanaka. And as always, I'm joined by our other hosts and political Alan Sugars. Thank you very much, Diane, for that tip. Uh, and Diane and Tatton, how are you guys doing? How's your week been? It's Lord Sugar to you, Kobe. Thank you very much. Lord. <laughs> Lord Sugar. We didn't get into the
0: House of Lords for you to just call us Alan Sugars. I completely you. forgot your lordships.
1: I apologize. I
0: apologize. Unbelievable. What a way to start.
2: I know. I I love these intros so much though that I'm clearly thinking about them week to week.
1: (laughs) So yeah, it's a bit of inside of baseball. Diane sends uh, the the script and outline for the session and in the email she put Alan Sugar in there. I thought, yeah, I will. I will use that. I like that. I like that. Thank you very much. Uh, There's another apprentice host, which I'm going to stay away from, the the American one.
2: Topical though, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Well, first of all, how are you? We are doing very well, Kobe.
0: In fact, so well, all of our top posts were just about how great we are.
1: I thought so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is so. We so first of all, we had our five thousandth Instagram post. I saw that. Amazing. That was pr- pretty exciting. It's Pretty nice to be there, and it just shows we've got a bit of history now. I mean, we're, it's our <laughs> half birthday. It's our half birthday next week. We're seven and a half years old next week, and. Wow. There's just a lot of work that's gone on from a lot of people. You know, I've been up there the whole time, of course, but there's been lots of people coming and going, lots of people have given it their all, and it's just a real testament to everyone coming together, and I'm, I'm very proud. I'm also massively proud of Charlotte, Charlotte John, who is, who is the third part of Team SP. We've got Diane on here uh, and me, of course, but Charlotte just won an award for being a political communicator of the year. She was one of 30 to look out for, I was like, oh, that's nice. nice that she's done that. But then she won gold and she's the, she's the, she's the best. I've uh. always known she's the best. <laughs> I've always known she's the best. And it's, I mean, genuinely, I just couldn't be more pleased. I couldn't be happier. Well done, her. I've been on the telly. I don't do much telly. It was Vanessa Feltz and I got a bit ranty, which listens to the podcast, will know happens very rarely. Apparently they liked it because I'm back on uh, tomorrow. We're recording this on Thursday, Friday Friday at 4pm. Lovely. I will be on with Vanessa
2: Feltz on Talk TV again. A repeat booking, no less. Just, just to see if I
0: can do any better. They can't believe how bad it was. <laughs> and they're just like, come on, fella you got to have something here.
2: Yes, well, I've had um, probably the least prestigious week in SP, <laughs> I've got to be <laughs> honest. <laughs> Culminating today in a loss of power in my entire street in Devon. Um, so I've nipped up to my friend's house so that the podcast continues. Yay. Um hoo Yes, the show must go on. I will try to do better for next week.
0: Charlotte's done, done one in the wards and SP's done the same, but Diane's been the beating heart of SP for years now. We don't swear on this but fucking years and she's fucking great so thank you diane don't say you've had a dodgy week you've been amazing thank you very much
1: Um, i do love it when your your posts bleed into real life with you guys and one person i remember reading over the summer during our hiatus was about your favorite teachers and i think charlotte posted her favorite teacher and by that by the fact that the teachers have very distinctive names, people who listen to, who follow you, were able to determine which school she went to and then also, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and I was like, that's that's yeah. really, that's really a really cool thing that's happened. I don't know if she kept in touch with those people, I don't know if she reconnected by Facebook or, you know, Friends Reunited, but I thought that was a really nice thing that happened there. Let's go onto the top posts. Guys, what have been the top posts in Simple Politics this week on the Instagram account?
0: Well, we have cheated because we've taken out the ones that are about us. So we take out uh, the us ones, which all did quite well. In at three, we've got a post about nurses going on strike. This is obviously a huge, a huge thing. The Royal College of Nursing has never voted for strike action and it's 106 years old. So nurses feel that, well, they are, the RCN says they're massively underpaid and they, are, they want a pay rise that is 5% above inflation. Inflation is 10%. So they're calling for a 15% pay rise. And the government said, that's absolutely ridiculous, the independent, but we've agreed with the independent board for how much nurses should get paid. And nurses are like, yeah, but we're not just asking for 15% pay rise now. Well, we are, but but we've, our real pay has been cut over the last how many years. So we're trying to make up for that as well as getting the pay the 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 rise that we we deserve it's slightly complicated because there's rules that not only does the national rcn need to vote for a strike every nhs trust has to reach a certain threshold for number of people who voted to strike and so not all hospitals will have people on strike we don't know the dates yet and really importantly hospitals have to work at a minimum level of capacity and that's that's similar to weekends and bank holidays so if you're on a ward you will have people looking after you they're not nurses are never going to abandon people to be ill abandon people but we might see some I mean, we say non-emergency, non-essential treatments going on. (laughs) People have been waiting such a long time now. I think that's quite rare that they're not essential by now. But people will still be looked after in the wards. There will still be things going on. So unlike some industries when strike means no one goes in, in this case, we will see some people going in, but other people not.
1: I mean, this one we've talked. We've talked about the, the importance of NHS staff and, uh, and nursing, particularly. You, you talked about you know the first episode is new season, Tatten. Look, we're all with we're all with the nurses and nurses and teachers. I feel <laughs> the two two professionals I like, just kind of think you guys are absolutely outstanding. You're not rewarded in the in the monetary way that I think you should be. And I know I'm sure a lot of people support you, and we hope that there can be some resolution that suits you guys and and the people who need uh, your amazing support as well, right? I mean, absolutely, but but also 15. percent Yeah, it's it's big, but like you say, it's it's been it's been ebbed away. And anyway, let's go on to number two, Diane. What have we got?
2: Okay, I love this one. So <laughs> I don't know who your favorite boy band was. I mean, I was. I'm too old for One Direction, to be honest. So mine was 100% take that back in the day. <laughs> you know, it just had to be. You were Kids on the
1: Block, wasn't it, surely?
2: Oh, no, 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 no. Take, take sync.
1: It's got to be NSYNC. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, there's, we know the, the good one from NSYNC left and you know, started its own stuff. What's happened to the rest of them? No one cares.
0: Yeah. Bye, yeah. bye,
1: bye. Bye, bye, bye by NSYNC. is an absolute... Name, name another NSYNC song. Name another one. The B-side to Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> That's how old it is. There were B-sides. There used to be B-sides to singles.
2: <laughs> oh, man. But yes, so we had um, an ex-boy band member, Zian, um, formerly of One Direction, who um, spoke out around free school meal provision this week. So he's not the first. He's not the first celebrity to come and... You know, um, campaign for this issue.
1: Marcus Rashford, the United. Marcus
2: Rashford absolutely had real success, didn't he, when um, he got it extended during lockdown? You know, Jamie Oliver's spoken out about free school meals for years, hasn't he? And um, so he's not the first, but he's certainly added his voice to this. He's working with the Food Foundation and he's got direct experience of it. So the quote was all about actually, he grew up on free school meals and he felt a stigma around that, you know, not, not, having food security in his family so he's a great person to get on board with the campaign his point is that not everybody on universal credit is eligible for a free school meals um so and if you kind of work that down there could still be people who are living in poverty but not meeting the eligibility criteria so there are some things being done about this elsewhere but not in England so in wales they are starting to roll out free school meals for all primary pupils and they started that rollout and scotland i believe are at least looking at that path as well but this is primarily concerned with england i guess but again it's it's money it costs a lot of money for this provision but one of the arguments he makes in his—he wrote a huge letter to Rishi Sunak. One of the points he makes is that healthy children are better long term for for the economy.
1: I mean, this this is the kind of thing that it, it kind of brings tears to my eyes when you when you hear this kind of um, this stuff. And hopefully, we'll get to one stage where we this doesn't this isn't a post on your feed. You know, this this shouldn't be happening.
0: I I, I should come in and say there is some money. So so in Wales, everybody gets free school meals, right? But in England, we have a system where councils or local authorities are given some extra funding to bridge the gap between people who get free school meals, because a lot of people just miss out on free school meals and they are still facing massive food inequality. But then if the council can identify them and give them some money, the school some money whatever it's it's a system that's struggling to work but it's a it's a much cheaper way of making sure everybody who really needs a free meal gets it and people who don't need a free meal don't because those on the left and the labor party tend to believe in universalism where everybody gets it right the nhs is a universal benefit we can all go but universal credit isn't we don't have a universal basic income. So you, so means testing and spending money where it needs to be spent and crucially not spending money where it doesn't need to be spent is at the heart of what they're doing. It's just really hard to pick up on everyone who's hungry. So that's why people are calling for a much more universal experience.
1: Okay, on to the most popular post.
0: This is. We're not going to be long here, but we've got an extra bank holiday next year. We have to. I'm looking at legislation. The government are looking at legislation that means you have to get a Union Jack tattooed on your cheek <laughs> for the King's coronation. So, so the, the Monday, the first of May, is a bank holiday. May Day bank holiday, and then you've got the coronation on the Saturday, and then you've got Monday, the eighth of May as uh, another bank holiday. And then at the end
1: of May, there's a bank holiday. So the wily ones amongst us were already booked off that time to maximize yeah, their, yeah. their holidays. Uh, I need to just log into my timesheet now.
0: I just yeah, um, get the Friday. Just just to be clear, <laughs> Diane, you're working. All right. There's no time off. <laughs> there's no time off for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, obviously, comments on this post were very much, what about, what about people who have to go to work? It doesn't, you know, some people have to work and back on anyway. So there is, it's, 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 sats week in schools and there are some exams going on. I think in Scotland there is exams and some people are, Oh no. And others are like, well, it's nearly GCSE time. So we're going to miss out on this. <sighs> so lots of people being a little bit negative about the timing, but it's the King's coronation. I mean, when, when was the last time we had a coronation in this country? Like apart from Rishi Sunak. <laughs> <laughs> like but it's but it's been a while right we have to celebrate if 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 we have a monarchy and we believe in a monarchy which is a country we do we've got to celebrate the monarchy's coronation
1: with some chicken well that's a good question will there be another sandwich because the coronation chicken sandwich i hope it's better than the the trifle was awful
2: i didn't make it personally no of course not <laughs> but like because it was ludicrous it's like a I mean, I, I, just um, for
0: the listeners who might who might not remember, there was a trifle made for the jubilee, for the most recent jubilee, because it was supposed to like set off the correlated chicken. Like it, we're going to move on, and it was like a four hour job to make, <laughs> <laughs> and didn't sound yeah. that nice anyway. Uh, so, so I'm hoping we're going to have I don't know tofu roulade, gluten free, dairy free, accessible to everyone, halal, kosher, yeah, halal, nice. kosher, yeah, yeah, all that stuff.
1: Let's head on to part two, the mailbag. That's over to you guys, the readers and the listeners of Simple Politics. What have you asked this week? Do we have any voice notes? I'm hoping for a big yes.
2: Yes, we do. We've got two amazing ones. A few other questions as well. But I think if we do these two really good questions, then that will be sweet. So the first one is from Lorreen on Instagram, who asks, Is there anything that we can do as a population to force a general election? Okay, so real straightforward question there. Can we force a general election?
0: No, no, we can't. No, next question. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Why can't we, though?
0: We have a democratic system that says that we have elections every five years unless the government wants an election early. And so if the government don't want an election, then there's nothing, there's nothing we can do. If there's a vote of no confidence in the House of Commons, then the yes, you ha- we have to have a general election side needs to win. And given that the Conservatives have a huge majority and they don't want an election, there's no way for them to win. So, no, unless Rishi Sunak says, for whatever reason, we're going to have general election, there is no general election. There's no way people can force general election. There's no way people can do It's not happening. And Rishi's is not going to call a general election, so there is no general election until 2024, late 2024 at the earliest.
1: And the continuing the theme of unprecedented themes over the past few years, uh, along with terminologies like proroguing, which didn't exist until you know three years ago. The the snap election. <laughs> For example, this is something we I'd never experienced before and now suddenly we, we had two snap elections. So I think this is perhaps where people are thinking about, oh, well, we can just call a, a general election and get this thing sorted and, you know, move things along. But that was still called by the, the government at the time who thought they would, by doing so, they would give them more power, in which case it did in one case, in which case it, it didn't with Theresa May so much. But that's wh- that's why they pulled it, to get more power, not to concede power. I as much as anyone else would love to see an election, but I know that these guys want to be in power. Do you want an election? Because you think the cut and thrust of political
0: debate constantly on our streets, on our TVs, in our in our restaurant, that's an exciting thing to be part of. That's why I want a general election, because I love it. I love it. <laughs>
1: No, I don't want that because I I want the general election because I don't think the Conservatives are the best people to rule us in this current form. And I think that's a general election may force people's hands. But that's just me. That's just me. It is just you. It is just you.
0: And these partisan political opinions (laughs) aren't what this show is about. Kobe, can you now say that you support the Conservatives as well? And I think we'll get away with it from the listener.
1: Or other parties are available. <laughs> also, the Lib Dems would not be a bad challenge. Hey, okay, so on to this next question.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's move swiftly on. But yeah, we I think we got that answer, Neil. So let's move on. We've got one from Sarah again on Instagram. How do we get out of recessions? We've had recessions before and been able to get back to a good
1: place. So I'm just wondering, how does that happen with the cost of living rising so much and the rental market being as it is and the demand so high and then people are going to struggle to buy houses. I do remember this happening when I was younger. I'm 34 now. And I know that we got back to a good place because we have been in one. So how does it happen? We've been here before, we'll be here again, I guess is part part of the answer to this. Diane, do you want to take a point on this?
2: Yeah, okay, so... I think I'm going to start by saying I'm not Martin Lewis. I'm not an economics expert, but <laughs> I can give a couple of of views on this. So firstly, we're not in a recession yet. OK, that's the number one thing to point out. We're heading that way, but it, it's not official. OK, so um, we're waiting just on the next quarter's numbers before it officially goes there. But, you know, all the commentators, Bank of England, it is heading that way, but, you know, because a recession technically is three quarters where the economy is shrinking. It's not growing, right? And it certainly feels like a recession already, which is probably where um, Sarah's question comes from, because it feels hard and the cost of living pressures are hard for people at the minute. So that's why it kind of people already assume we're there. But she's right they pass nobody is in a recession forever the last time we were technically in a recession was during covid in 2020 that one was quite short-lived about six months roughly and before that you're talking about you know the 2008 massive yeah absolutely and obviously it took longer for things to to pull around then but there are a number of levers that both you know The Bank of England and the government can pull. There are a number of levers people can pull to try and kind of steer the economy back into a good place. Um, But if you think about with COVID, the massive crash that we saw, you know, how many interventions there were. It was unprecedented. Again, using that word. I really need a swear box for that. But you know, you think about furlough, you think about bounce back loans, you think about all the things that got pumped back in to kind of buoy things up again. Kind of intuitively, you would think, okay, well, interest rates should probably come down if you want people to spend more. And that's not what's happening at the minute because of inflation. (laughs) Um, It's kind of all counterintuitive what's going on. So I guess all I can say, Sarah, is um, we will get through it um it's going to be interesting to see what levers are pulled and we will know what Richie sunak what levers he's going to try and pull on the 17th when he comes to do his economic statement but it is probably going to be a bumpy ride
1: so that's a week today as we record and next week's episode we'll be commenting uh hopefully on on Richie sunak's uh, financial statement I think I've been through four three or four kind of larger sessions and it's one of those things that's unfortunately it's a like the changing of the seasons, the tide of the sea, to uh, quote the theme tune from uh, Only Fools and Horses. The the smarter people can have levers to pull, I think, and hopefully we trust them to pull those levers at the right time. Tatin, I think you've got a couple of things to say there.
0: Well, I mean, Gordon Brown promised the end of boom and bust economics. Gordon Brown did lots of things when he was Chancellor, but he did not end boom and bust economics. So it is a cyclical. The really bleak thing, Sarah, is that things are going to get worse before they get better the announcement next week isn't going to make many people's lives easier it's going to be tough and we are very lucky in that the energy prices have gone up but we've had the warmest october in record on record i went out today without a jumper like this November. So we haven't really felt the pressure of those energy prices necessarily. And we are going to. It's going to get colder. And we're going to have tax hikes next week. And we're going to have spending cuts that could affect things that you might want there to be money for. It is going to be a long and hard winter for a lot of people. And then the sun will come out in the spring and hopefully we can recover we can get out there, we can spend some money, we can we can oil the wheels of the economy a bit more and see where we're at.
1: And I just want to be clear, when you say in spring, you don't necessarily mean like the first of March, you mean there'll be a financial spring where we can start to.
0: Well, hopefully both. I think I mean maybe not the first of March, but i'm I'm hoping both. I hope we'll have a financial spring in the spring.
1: I mean the next four months are tough, but hopefully we can build after that. Well, let's head on that uh, note to PM Watch. Where's Rishi been this week? He's been traveling. How are other things for him and in, in his government? I, I shouldn't be laughing. Well, I mean,
0: I was going to be very quick on this. He's been at COP27. He wasn't going to go to COP27 because he was far too busy with other things. And then Boris Johnson was going to go and he's like, I'm not being upstaged by you. Thank you very much. Oh, I have I found a space in my diary to go. He said some pretty underwhelming stuff about trees, uh, but he did meet Macron. And there's talk about, a deal that's nearly been done on people crossing the channel in small boats. I don't believe him. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they can do. Like, it's just, it's such a, it's such a difficult thing. I don't, they're like, oh, we're going to speak to the French. And the French, I mean, I don't know what the French are going to say. Yeah, we'll just stop it. Give us enough money, and we'll just stop it. How? How they going? I mean, there's talk about patrols patrolling the, the coast of Calais.
2: It's huge. It's a huge. It's huge. It's a huge. Yeah. And
0: the gendarmerie isn't isn't that big? Their gendarmerie is as stretched as our police, right? So what? We'd have to give them millions and millions and millions and millions and millions. And millions. So I mean, is it possible? I mean, yeah, I do, I don't believe it's close. I think that they may have spoken about it. I'm being cynical. Uh, forgive me. And then, yeah, they, but generally, generally the PM has been all kinds of preparing for next Thursday. Because that's, that's where the PM and Jeremy Hunt's decisions will change lives.
1: This is what Rishi um, has been living for for the past couple of years, really, isn't it? This kind of statement that's, declares intent I mean Diane what have you got on PM watch what have you seen
2: well I mean Tatton's right like you know he was he was basically on a world stage this week wasn't he he was um you know there's photos of him with even Ursula and um, von der Leyen you know Macron all all the schmoozing going on and then what mars that is back at home we had Gavin Williamson that whole thing playing out where uh, quick recap he sent some unacceptable text to the chief whip his colleague at the time all about how disappointed he was not to be going to the queen's funeral but you know with some really choice language language in there yeah and since then it's just been a steady spiral of other people coming forward saying his behavior is that's very typical and other instances of stuff he's done and then it all escalated and he resigned on tuesday night so PMQs, Keir Starmer broached the subject um, with a couple of his first questions. But it's not a good look for Rishi because people say that that's about his judgment. It's about who you have close, isn't it? It's about who you have on your top team. And no word yet on who's replacing him. So we'll keep an eye on that one.
1: This is a interesting period for a prime minister. There's a question on another podcast or something else I was listening to in the news related to, the, has there ever been another prime minister that's had three previous Prime Minister's on the back bench at the same time.
0: I'm sure there hasn't but um but I think Boris Johnson spends more time in the Caribbean than he does on the back benches. I wouldn't worry about that too much.
1: But Boris Johnson potentially as you said for, forced Rishi's hand with cop 27 for example.
0: Yeah, no, of course, of course. But I think that it's uh, but he would be, he, he would be forcing hands whether he was in parliament or not because his presence. I mean look at like because we we very briefly mentioned Donald Trump earlier. He's not at Congress, he's not in Congress and he's certainly not president, but but what he's Says and does has huge sway over what everyone else is doing. I think Boris Johnson can't can do that. In the past, it hasn't been normal to have someone resign in your, from your cabinet within two weeks of you having a cabinet. It hasn't been normal. Sueda Bravman's been clinging on and Williamson has gone. And we're so used to topsy turviness that we're like, oh, yeah, no, that's cool. that's that, That's fine. I mean, it's 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 brand new. This cabinet, this cabinet is new, and the you know the handles are falling off because it's been put together by me, and that's not the way to make it, anything
1: work. <laughs> and the instructions haven't been given properly in a different language. I don't want to say the word kudos in terms of Gavin Williamson resigning, but the official line was that he didn't want to detract from the work that the government needs to do. Uh, but that's always the line. That's always the line. <laughs> yeah. it's, the, it's, it's, it's it's the, it's the uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, when you've been caught bang to rights and everyone's screaming at you, you go, "Mm, I'm a distraction on time, not I've done terrible things. But other
1: people have held on longer. I I think it's my point there with that distraction. (music) Let's head on to the fourth and final section, Crystal Ball. What will be the big stories next week? And I guess this might be an opportune time to talk about the fact we had the midterms in the States as we record They've not been finalised. I think it might take a while. We may have a result here, and we talked about Trump briefly and how his shadow looms large. So I I don't normally contribute here, but I think we may see some things um rumbling in the in the states over the next week but let's what's happening domestically
2: diane oh yeah so this is going to be a bit broken record but we will be all economic <laughs> statements on Thursday. in fact we're going to do the podcast at a slightly later time so we get every single bit of it and bring you the latest 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 detail on that
1: hopefully that should mean that it still comes out on the friday morning for you guys but in terms of our recording and our research that we all do
2: but you're right we're expecting some big news on tuesday in america i believe. Possibly.
1: Tatton, what have you got? What's in your crystal ball?
0: I will be continuing to avoid the increasing virus of festiveness that we have
1: <laughs> around the place. You sound like Agent Smith from, from The Matrix. <laughs> Humans are... I mean, yeah, let's face
0: it, that (laughs) that too. I'll be avoiding that virus as much as possible. Like, it's just all about Thursday. It's simple politics. It's seven and a half on Tuesday. And we will starting to advertise our wares a bit more as we come up to Christmas. Uh, You know, I'm just, I'm listing things that are happening that aren't next Thursday. But the only thing that's happening is next Thursday. So uh, enough from me.
1: Well, okay. We all look forward to, well, next Thursday, the 17th of November. Diane Tutton thank you so much as always for helming and being the guiding lights uh, through simple politics uh, for the you know preceding seven and a half years and you know maybe seven and a half years more
0: there's only one way to end this podcast though given the way you started it kobe you're fired